Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes found their way into the basement level of the Temple of Bethek in the troll city of Zul'Garub. There, they encountered a devious puzzle, one so convoluted and mind-bending that they weren't even sure that they did anything useful when they completed it. Now, they find themselves face to face with a dangerous foe, but they are out of resources and up against a wall. How will they survive? Let's find out now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Is this, was, did we take the right hallway to find the bathroom? We're sorry, we, 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 we're just wandering <laughs> these hallways trying to find the bathroom, so just, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, all these uh, pipes and stuff, you know, uh, uh, make the water start wanting to flow, if you know what I mean. So we're just, I'm just going to kind of, you know, we're going to go this other way, right? C come on, Omi. <laughs> I'm going to, before you walk past me, Butch, I'm going to just like grab your fur and says, from me. <laughs> and I'll stand in front of Falcons. In the distance you hear, did you say Omi? Oh, <gasps> heck. <laughs> she was one of the ones who didn't want to join. This ought to he be said, fun. He said, "Homie, like homie, dog, homie." <laughs> Not Omi. We don't know an Omi. We know a homie. That's you, bro. Yeah, he knows who Omi is, man. It was a very quiet. He can see her. <laughs> You're met with silence. You're, the response to that is silence. Do we go up the stairs? Maybe he thinks we're looking for a homie. I'm not a convinced. No, we're him. here. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so, wh wh what y'all doing down here? I mean, they see us. They know Omi. Um, this one guy definitely knows Omi. I mean, maybe we can talk him out of a fight. I don't know. So, what y'all doing down here? In a million years, I never expected this to be the beginning of this uh, interaction. <laughs> Trying to match your casual energy, the undead troll that has profaned this temple, to as <laughs> as best you can tell, looks at you like askance, kind of like almost trying to process the question, "What y'all doing down here?" <laughs> <laughs> and says, "Oh, actually, would notice. Actually, would notice the axe you're carrying, and would say." I'm surprised you don't know already. Just trying to do our master's bidding. Why don't you... Why don't you come join us? And you see, he would stand, and he would hold the uh, cloak that he's wearing and kind of hold it open, sort of Batman style, and casually just starts to levitate a few feet off the ground and casually floats across casually and the like the wind is there's no wind 
but the wind is whippling, rippling his cape anyhow. Mm-hmm. He floats over, and he mm-hmm. lands. I'm gonna say so. The 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 troll who was standing sentinel has started to move around the pillar to the right hand side, uh, the same as where Butch has started to scooch. Uh, the troll is gonna float and land behind her on the same side, and he looks. Oh, we're just gnarly. We're just allowing. We're just allowing them to like. Um, oh, I don't know. I've I've watched them us. starting to starting to creep. So I have also been creeping. <sighs> Tell me, uh, Pandaren pirate. <laughs> ah, that's right. I look like a pirate. What be bringing you so deep into Hakar's workings? Well, you know, the thing is, I am a fan. And I'm, I'm hoping that you guys are coming up with some kind of plan, talking to each other behind your back or something. The thing is, I am a fan. Is this, and I hold up that axe and, and I kind of flip it in my hand a little bit. Is this, does this come from you? Because it is great. It works wonders. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a message to Butch real quick, just kind of reminding him, um, don't let them bite you. While you're doing this banter thing, you know from the way that this place was described and, and everything else that this troll who just floated over all casually on a bat cloak mm. uh, is Tajjin, the, the, the vampire of Hirik. Would this chamber oh, be considered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to like. I was about to say his name, but like, just in. Ca- I don't know. I wanted to make sure that you guys. It was. It's clear to you that that's who this is. What were you saying, Amanda? Is this chamber considered dim light then? Yes. Or is his cloak different than Domi's? It is. No, okay. this is a dimly lit chamber. Yeah. Okay. So if we. Okay. All right. As you guys are having this banter, and he floats over and lands next to you. You mm-hmm. see the troll who's with the big red greatsword takes one hand off the hilt and instead puts it on the blade. And you see blood start to trickle down from her hand along the blade. And then it goes... And you see shards of a like a bright red ice coat the length of the blade. I... Need to roll a quick dice, just real quick. While this is happening, okay. I'm gonna whisper to Butch, "Get the orb out." All right. So I got my axe in one hand, and uh, my, my hand, my other hand's towards the uh, my bag. We used daylight already, though, didn't we? We used today? daylight already, yeah. But it can still be bright. Can it still be light though? It's not dim light. It's still lit. It. It's gonna yes. be. Because what we know from Omi's cloak, because she talked about it, I think, a little bit, they can't use their cloaks in light. It has to be dim or darkness. And they don't like running water, so we may be able to keep them at bay in the little place that they have hold themselves up Okay. with the running water around them, and then if we can get some light on them. I don't know. I mean, I can't use... Daylight, but the globe is still... It's as, it's as much light as a torch. You know what? I just head, casually head in my sack and get my little uh, globe out and say, let there be light. And I throw it, up, throw it up about six inches and catch it, and then now it floats next to me. Remind me, how much light do you produce? I think it's 20 feet and 20 feet, right? 20 feet bright, 20 feet dim? 60 feet. 
if you are within 60 feet of it, you can speak a command and float more than... Right, so it's the light or the daylight spell. So let's look up light real quick. Yeah. Light is bright light in 20 feet and dim light for an additional 20 feet. Okay, so let's put you... Let's say that that space represents your bright light. Okay, I've got... You can see that, right? A 20... Yeah, a a 20-foot aura, circular aura of bright light around me. Any reaction from the blood hunter from Tajin? Give me one second. Gotta pull some stuff. You know that that floating sure is cool. Omi, Omi, is that something you can do too? I, you can probably you can probably float like that. Uh, she as the light pops up, she squints just a little bit because it was dim and now it's bright, and she goes, "I could." <laughs> Tajin has this look on his face, like, "Ah, oh, this is entertaining." The blood troll is approaching in a menacing, slow, but menacing fashion. She is about to be in melee range of Butch, and she is weapons hot. Oh, my, my weapon is ready. If you're waiting for us to say, go, let's go. I, no, I just wanted to make sure that you, like, if you had another thing that you wanted to say to Taz Jin, although I have absolutely no idea what the response would be, because for the life of me, I never would have imagined that you guys would have been coming down here and been like, yeah, where's the bathroom? Like, I have to be ready to <laughs> anticipate that kind of stuff, because that's let's, hilarious. Let's, uh, you know, we, 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 we've been talking here. Uh, Taz Jin's been talking to me. What did Taz Jin say? The last uh, thing he, said? he says that he's down here doing the work of... Hakar the Soul Flayer and invites you to join him. And then as he says, and I invite you to join me, the blood troll leaps forward and swings with her greatsword. Okay. Let's have everybody roll initiative, please. I think Butch, you stopped to roll at disadvantage for that. Yeah, I just uh, rolled yes, my second Butch one. Butch and Falcus with disadvantage. Falcus, half movement speed, remember. We forgot about that when we did the cat encounter. But it ended up oh, not shoot. super mattering, but it was, and it was really funny. So it's fine. And obviously, I can't change it now. It would be ridiculous. But we got to keep that in mind. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. It'd be really, really great if the platform actually changed your, like when you set yourself as having exhaustion, it should automatically put little D's next to all your ability checks. It should cut your score. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can maybe homebrew a, a a map solution to that, but it's fine. All right, so what's everybody's roles here? I think we probably have to change some stuff in the turn order because it's uh, not working right. Oh, yeah. Um, Ari and Omi rolled sevens and Joe rolled a nine. Mine should say 16. Let's see here. Falcus was 13. Okay, yours is correct. Is- okay, cool. So everyone's is correct. Good deal. What is layer? What's the layer? Um, You don't know anything about nothing. I don't know what's the layer top of the initiative this fight was started off when the blood troll dove in for an attack as she comes running in the actual first thing on the initiative order is that the water itself that you guys are standing in starts to churn and bubble and make all these uh, sort of weird things happen you see that out from the water at Tajjin's word of yeah let's do it the the water itself starts to pieces of it lift up off the ground and form into the shape of these little blood red almost spectral but also like almost watery bat shaped 
things that fill a huge space in this area. They all come flying in and they swarm all around you guys like this. Tajjin's lair summons a swarm of blood bats. Everybody in the area immediately when these things come flying in and start attacking and biting and scratching, uh, they deal five necrotic damage to everybody in that circle. What circle? Is it not showing? Oh, it's not showing. Okay, hang on one second. I'll show it to you. I do see a bat, though, so and it's pretty close to me. <laughs> yeah, it's this so. huge, like, 20-foot radius circle of just flying, swarming, bat-shaped blood globules that fly down and dive bomb and attack everybody. Everybody suffers five points. Okay. Yeah, so we get now have two 20-foot radiuses, radii. Everyone suffers five points. Well, there goes all the points that Job got on his healing. That's, oh, my yeah. God. Poor Job. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want Job to die. <sighs> Butch, it is your turn. You are in a swarm of creepy blood bats. In front of you, there is this warrior, this this princess among uh, 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 soldiers coming running in with this big weapon in her hands. She has this look in her eyes that she's... It's its strange. It's this simultaneous look of coming after you. And also somewhat of a... Somewhat of an almost vacant facial expression. Like, it's its right here in her eyes that she's locked on target. Yeah. But the rest of her doesn't seem as engaged. She is running toward you with a big two-handed greatsword that is covered in blood-red icy shard crystal thingies. What would you like to do? Killer... Um, so, all, all right, you not quite a zombie, and I, um, I cannot pop rage, I don't have rage. Would you like so to rage? that. No, I cannot pop rage. Right. Because, oh, would I like would to you rage? Would you like to? Mm, do I want to rage? There's gotta be consequences to this kind of magic. How many are you up to again? Uh, you've done it three times. And we don't know if it's three out of nine or... Three out of four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rage would help me in this fight. Okay, but there's one guy you can fly, one thing that can fly, and one thing that... I'm doing it. Yes, I would like to rage! Okay. You are raging. You've used the... You've used the blood magic four times. That's your bonus action. Okay, that's my bonus action. I'm going to hit this. I, I am raging now, and uh, I am going to, uh, with all my might, two-handed hit this uh, blood hunter. And uh says, you don't look quite alive, do you? And I roll 24. Yeah, 24 definitely hits. Okay, and uh, this is a two-handed, so is it the 13? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 13. Is your um, is your rage bonus on? I did turn the rage bonus on. Now let's make sure, can we see? It's D, 1d10 plus 6, 
equals. So that should be two more. Seven plus six. But I did. I did do the rage. Yeah, so that's correct because you have a plus three strength. It's a plus one weapon, and okay. you have plus two rage. So that's six. Okay, so yeah, thirteen is correct. Okay, so I do that, and then I go, hey, 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 you didn't like that, did you? Well, you're not going to like this one either. But something tells me we're hitting the wrong thing, guys. And I thwack at her another time. At the same time, go, I bet if we get that uh, wizard thing over there, we'd do better. But first, I want to stay within range. I haven't used any movement. I want to stay within range and... Oh, man. I can't quite get out of... I'm trying to get out of that aura. I'm trying to strafe out of the aura. You can do that. That would be right here. Okay. And so I'm getting closer to Taz Jin, but my back's to him, but I'm still within five feet of the blood hunter. And I kind of get... kind of laugh at him, her... And uh, try to get her right in the side under the ribs. Uh, dirty 20. Yep, 20 hits. Uh, 10. Okay. Slashing. Yeah, good hits all the way around. You're taking big dents out. Like, her armor is, like, getting hit hard, and you're even dealing damage to her under it. It's like, you're hitting hard with this thing. You're doing really well. That should be into your turn, right? Yes, because I used rage to bonus action. Okay. So I, don't, so I don't have one. That's the end. She is also going to jump out of the area of the blood bats. And Staying within range of me so I, I don't get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, actually actually I think what she would do is instead alright, I take that back. She's standing here. She, as a bonus action is going to target you Butch she is. She was weapon out, and then she saw that you were dancing around this way, and said, "Oh, I'm not going to deal with that." And then reaches out and like slashes across your front with her. She doesn't have like claw claws, but she's got just enough in there to get a little bit of a pierce going. Mm-hmm. You, you feel like, ooh, like your your life force like getting messed with a little bit. I need you to make a strength saving throw for me. Uh, that's At advantage fine. because of your rage. Okay. Uh, 24. Okay. For an instant, and it, it wears off immediately, but for an instant, you feel like you're being locked in place. Like you're, like you're, not that you're being stunned or paralyzed, but that your ability to move is just, I can't get the muscles to go. And then it stops. Realizing that she has missed out on an ability to do something because you resisted her ability. She is going to uh, slide a little bit south this way and she is going to lay into you big time with her greatsword. She does attack twice. She's going to swing in with a 17. That hits. Okay. So you suffer 14 slashing damage reduced to 7. Because Because of your rage. And the ice crystals that coat her weapon also deal an additional two cold damage to you, which I don't think you have any means of resistance. No. You, When you get hit with this weapon, you are sure, because you've been hit with weapons before, this one's sharper than it's supposed to be. This is a magical weapon you've been hit with. 
Hit him again. Uh, 22 to hit. Yep. You suffer seven oh. slashing damage reduced to three because of the rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do get, it's a D6 cold damage. You do get the full six damage on that attack. So it's eight. No, so it's... Uh, all told... Nine. Nine. Nine damage. Well, that hurt. Now, that first thing, was that an opportunity attack? The first thing was a bonus action. Okay. So bonus the bonus action is a is a hurting bonus action. Okay. okay. No, the, okay. the first the first thing that she did, you resisted it and you suffered no damage from it, but it was something that she was trying to do to you that she could not do to you. Right. Then gotcha. she hit you twice with her weapon. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Okay. D and D question. Yes. Uh, just because I've never played a barbarian before. So when a barbarian is raging, they get advantage on their attacks, but everybody else also gets advantage against them. No. But no. That's for That's reckless, reckless attack. attack. That is not necessarily reckless for attack. Raging. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Okay. You know, I get advantage on um, uh, strength uh, saves. You can use reckless attack while raging, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you can. So that would be the com- the nice combination where you get the advantage on the roll. Other people get advantage on you, but because you're raging, you take half damage. So even if you do take the hit, you just absorb it. Yeah, but I just found out that this guy does cold. The- I'll get the full cold damage. Right, right, right. Yeah, just just trying to understand more of the strategy behind a barbarian. Like, what's what's the combo? You know, that's what I was kind of just understanding. Thank you. You know. With the reckless attack, though, that doesn't affect the damage points. That affects hit. It's your chance to hit, and that's it. Yes. Right. So this this person just just rolled once and hit me twice. Uh, rolled twice and hit me twice. Yes. So had I done it recklessly, there would have been no difference. Right. But also, you rolled twice and hit them twice. So everybody's hitting everybody. Everybody's Ain't nobody hitting dodging everybody. nothing. That's right. So. It, it wouldn't have even even me using the, with the roles that we had. Uh, yeah. it, there wouldn't have been a great reason for me to. Yeah, in hindsight, it's great hindsight. that you did not do that because now any future attacks are going to be normal, right. where they could have been. Like there's still a chance that you could see a disadvantage on that. Mm-hmm. Just you see a, a a penalty to that. Yeah. On his turn, unable to fly because he's standing too close to Butch in his bright light. That's right. Tajjin, the vampire, is going to run across the room and actually engage Falcus in melee. And is. Oh, what? Let me set him as my. Uh, yikes. I thought I was creeping. Well, I mean, he was standing here and can plainly see you. If you want to hide, then that's great. But, like, first of all, you have to declare that you're hiding and roll a stealth check. And secondly, you can't yeah. be directly in line of sight of the bad guy. I'm aware. It's all right. Uh, he runs over and he says, She be dealing with the big guy. Why don't you uh, deal with them? And he is going to make a... He's going to make an unarmed strike against you. These creatures do have a specific ability associated with their unarmed strike. So let's see if it hits. Does a 16 hit you? It does. Okay, you do not suffer any damage. You are instead grappled. Now that you're grappled, he reaches in and does himself a little bit of a bite. You are going to... Oh my god. Is this seriously the right damage? Let me double check this. That's not the right damage. Oh, it is, because I rolled a... um, 
Oh my god, it is. Okay, yeah, you suffer 10 piercing damage and 10 necrotic damage. I rolled really high on my damage rolls. You gonna kill another one of my characters? Not on purpose. I need you to roll a charisma saving throw for me, please. Does a five save? <laughs> Actually, yes. He has a really bad no. Uh, five is gonna fail. Glad I warned Butch. Okay. You're charmed by the vampire for one minute. While charmed in this way, you are infatuated with the vampire. You're trying to figure out why your best friends, Butch and Ari, and your new friends, Omi and Job, are trying to attack your newest of new friends, Taj Jin, the very kind and welcoming uh, young feller who lives down here. Like, the fact that you are infatuated with the vampire doesn't mean that you're not friends with your friends. But like, you have no, you're not trying to fight these people. You're, it, it bit me a little bit. It's fine, but it doesn't matter. We gotta, we gotta figure out another way to settle this, guys. Dude, guys, we just intruded on their party down here. We, what, why are we attacking them now? This is, we, we're invading their home. Falcus, it's your turn. What would you like to do? <laughs> Falcus, you better snap out of it. Snap out of what? We we invaded their house here. Like, uh, well, I'm I'm like I'm not feeling so good though. I mean, can I still heal myself? Yeah, absolutely. You are also standing in the swarm of bats. I want to remind you of that. Oh, thank you for the warning. Um, I am going to step over here and step out of the bats. Um, and then I am going to. That was a pretty hard hit. Um, I'm. I think I'm going to use my potion of superior healing because that was a that was a heavy hit. Actually, no. Let's do a second wind. So a second wind is a bonus action, and I think a potion is an action. So you could do both if you wanted to. All right. So the second wind got me to twenty one out of forty four. Um, if that's the case where I'm at right now, so I've got a deficit of 23. Is there a way to see, like, the average roll for a potion? I can count it for you. What's the potion in question? Be 8d4 plus 8. Potion of healing. 8d4. Uh, the average of 8d4 is 32. And plus 8 is 40. The average roll is 40. Really? Yes. That's what it is? That's a lot. All right, then um, I am going to use instead my potion of slightly limited unlimited healing. And I have not used that one yet, but I am attuned to it. I don't think that's right. Okay, no, I miscalculated. 84 plus 8, 28. 28 health. That'll put me close to that. put me at full. All right, then let me save the potion of unlimited healing and let's use the superior healing, the consumable. Looks like a fairly bad roll. Oh, there was only one one in, one, one in there, but uh, 26 no, puts me good. full. Yeah, it's a good roll. That's decisively average-ish. Perfect. Well, that got me where I needed to be, so let me remove that from my inventory. Dude, guys, what the hey? I think that's all. I mean, I'm not going to put myself knowingly in danger of the bats. I'm just going to hang out over here with my new best friend, Taj, Taj Jin. Roll a charisma save. Sure. Charisma. With uh, minus one, because that's how many times you've used the blood magic. Oh, okay. Um, uh, 17. Okay. 
the DC on the ability is lower than that. Okay, so you are ending your turn and you are trying your best to figure out why in the world this would be happening. This is nonsense. How come everybody's supposed to be friend? Oh yeah, no, it's because that guy's a jerk. Does he know when that wears off? You get the sense standing next to him. He does sort of look over in your direction as the turn ends. I think I think he would he would know that. So looking at him going, dude, we're we're buds, right? Yeah, everything's cool. It's uh, roll not a deception work. check. Go for it. Deceive. <laughs> Eleven. What is insight? That's a wisdom check, right? Insight is wisdom. Yes. Nah, he sees through. I rolled a 12, so he barely saw through that one. Oh, darn. That actually would have been fun. What would you guys like to do uh, with Job on his turn? I was going to have him just come down here to the blood hunter so he was out of the magic and it was within his movement speed. Does he have movement? And What's his movement speed? 30. It's kind of a so tight squeeze. I figured squeeze. if you go here to oh, here yeah, for no, 15. Oh, yeah, no, you can do that. Yeah, you're right. And, okay. So that was my plan was to have him come down here. And it just hit me. We were really worried about Butch having a magical weapon that Job doesn't. No one thinks about Job. No one thinks about Job. So he's just going to stick with his old spear attack. So does a 14 hit this blood hunter? No, it, he swings in with the spear and it clangs off of the, the half plate armor that she's rocking. No damage. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all Job's going to do. Well, he has advantage. Oh, no, never mind. I realized that would still be advantage. Never mind. Yeah, no, you didn't. 14. You didn't declare it, but it's a good thing you didn't because it's... Well, no, the rage. Butch is raging, so I'm in range. That's true. I forgot about that. Here, we got to put more circles on because we don't have enough circles. Oh, I forgot to put... So, <laughs> yeah, I'm raging. It doesn't matter because he rolled a 14 and a 9. I forget that it rolls it all together for you. So it doesn't matter. It still doesn't matter. Perfect. Ari's going to... That's really the end matters. of Job's turn. Ari's going to come on this side right here. And I'm going to go ahead and cast. So how I'm going to work Chromatic Orb, instead of having like a success and a fail spell, is if it fails, like I just couldn't get that magic together. But if it succeeds, I'll have like little sayings to go with it. But that's just a lot of sayings for everything that fails. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and cast Chromatic Orb. Fire is my intention at Tezjin. And... Does a 22 hit? Yes, definitely. Okay. So 22 is going to do 11 fire damage. So as I'm casting this, I'm going to turn to Tajjin and I'm going to say the heat feels good at first, but then it becomes something much, much worse. And I'm going to do 11 fire damage. Okay, perfect. You do anything else in your turn? I can really only see Falcus. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn to Falcus and I am going to say, here's a little recharge that you can show them who's large and in charge and give you a bardic inspiration, which is a 1d8. Okay. And now Omi, she's going to go opposite of me. So we're going to have her come out over here, which she has 25 movement, which that should be enough to get her there. So you moved all the way to the right. You don't have line of sight on uh, probably a lot of the members of the party. She can barely see you. She cannot see Falcus or Tajjin at this angle. Can she see the blood hunter, though? Yeah. She is out of spell slots, so all she has is cantrips. So. Well, at least it's magic. Yes, at least it is magic. So she is going to go ahead and she is going to cast Sacred Flame onto the blood hunter. So needs a DC save of 13. 
Nah, I rolled a 20. Well, Bloodhunter just dodges the strike of holy power. That's it. That's all Omi does. As that happens, you see the water on the southern end of the section sort of start to well up and rush toward the northern section of the of the chamber. I need everybody to roll me a strength saving throw, please. 19. Four for Falcus. So Omi rolled an 11. Job rolled a 15. Ari rolled a two, but because of my negative one, I have a one. Okay. So, wait, did we did we get one from Omi? Oh, Omi was the 11. Okay, perfect. 11, yep. So, Butch and Job succeed. Everybody else, the water comes rushing forward, slams into you, and you are all pushed... Uh, well, it's a f- the full distance is 20 feet, but we don't have that f- that kind of movement. So uh, Ari and Falcus all the way to the wall, Omi all the way to the wall, and Job, and everybody stays. Uh, let's roll for the Blood Hunter is a 16. That's going to pass, and actually it would have been a little bit more than that because she has a bonus to her strength save. Tajjin actually, <laughs> actually fails it. He the water kind of crashes over him and is pushed uh, actually all the way to the wall with you guys was expecting to be perhaps not on the ground at the end of his turn but because of the light mm, this is how things go Did that count as running water yeah why not makes sense my plan was to be flying when that happened because I knew it was coming <laughs> and he would have known it was coming because it's his lair but let's say that uh, it was. Yeah, okay. So he's going to take, he's going to actually take damage from that. From the water? Yeah. Uh, Butch, you're up. All righty. Looky, looky, who's got hooky? I like that movie. <laughs> uh, Rufio. No, I'm going to uh, mac that Blood Hunter. With my battle axe of bloodlust, with a 16. 16 just hits. Oh, wow. Okay, so the HP for the blood hunter is a 16, or the AC is a 16, and I will roll 12 slashing damage, and then I'm going to get jiggy with it, and I'm going to gonna do a spin chop in my thwack right into his side oh 14 as soon as you try to start getting fancy with it she takes her great big weapon and just with a big parry no damage yeah that was my fault I probably should have shouldn't have been gotten fancy but I'm gonna use my uh, bonus action to uh, take one hand and with my like fingers and ah! quaking palm. Okay. We must uh, beat a 14. Is it a con? Con. It's con, right? Okay. Constitution. 11. 11. You are now stunned. That's my turn. Thank you. All right. So on her turn, the blood hunter picks her weapon up and just sort of nope can't quite do it 
Falkus, it's going to be your turn. All right. I have Bardic Inspiration. That's nice. Um, he is pushed up against the wall. I am going to... I do not want to end my turn in these bats. What did those bats hit for before? That was... It's 2d4 necrotic damage, I think. It was 2d6. 2d6. Yeah. All right, that's not too bad. I'm back at full health, so I, f- I, I feel I can take a hit of bats. Yeah, that's what they all say. Can I shoot him with my bow from this close? Uh, with disadvantage, yes. That's what I thought. And if I move out of here, he's got an opportunity attack. Correct. Um, WoW got rid of um, minimum range during Cataclysm. Yeah, but D&D didn't. <laughs> All right. This is not going to be entirely optimal, but I, I mean, weighing the options between disengaging and not being able to attack this turn versus leaving his his range and taking an opportunity attack versus staying in range and just attacking or even shooting with an arrow at disadvantage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to equip a shield, put my armor class up to 18, and I'm going to attack him with a rapier. Okay. It's a 19 hit. Uh, yes, it does. Nine piercing damage. Okay. Uh, reduced to four because that is a non-magical weapon. Understood, but it was still something. Um, and, oh, I get to attack again. So second attack with rapier. Does a 25 hit? Yeah. 12 piercing damage. Okay. Cool. Same deal as before. All right. You still have bonus action and movement. Yeah. A couple more player levels. I can disengage for free with my rogue, my new rogue level. But for right now, I can't. So I'm just going to sit tight. Okay. Uh, At the end of your turn, the swarm of bats that are surrounding you and trying to bite into your eyeballs attacks. You suffer. Why did it come up that way? Should have been 2d6. So why is it? Oh, oh, it. It, it tried to roll a hit. I don't need to roll a hit. I just need to roll the damage. Uh, it's four damage. Four necrotic damage. To whom? Easy enough uh, to, to hit. To Falkus. Oh, just Falkus. I end, yeah, I ended my turn in the bats. On his turn, he is going to do a little bit of regenerating. Regenerating. And is going to do a one more time, going to try to do the unarmed strike grapple against Falkus. Okay, the 26 would hit. You do get grappled. And it, no damage for that, though. And he does lean in with a bite. 14 is not going to hit, though, right? A 14 will not hit. Okay. Just barely catches the outside of, like, the upper part of your leather armor. Isn't able to actually pierce. Realizing that that's the situation, he is going to use his full movement speed to move away from you. I'm going to put him to here-ish, but, like... 15 feet in the air. He moves south and starts to float upward using the power of his cloak uh, to move away from you. Wonderful. Do I get an opportunity attack? Sure. I will most like. I would most definitely take it. Does a 17 hit? It would. He is going to parry that. He adds, as a reaction, adds three to his armor class. Yeah, because it was his turn. He got his reaction back. He would add three to his AC against one attack that would hit it. Okay. 
So he takes no damage. He's currently floating about 15 feet in the air. And it is Job's turn. I think Job's just going to keep going with the spear. That's really all he got. So with advantage, does a 17 hit? Yes. And that is going to do two piercing damage. No, it's it's four. It's four, okay. That's all Job's going to do. Omi's going to go ahead and attack again with her sacred flame. So a DC save of 13. Against the blood hunter again, right? Yes. 15. Nothing happens there. That's not your DC, is it? Oh, that's her DC. Okay, yeah, that's fine. It's her DC. My DC is different. Yeah. Gotcha. Ari's going to go ahead and cast Vicious Mockery on Taz's Jin. She's going to stay where she's at, though, because she is outside of stuff. So I need a Wisdom Saving Throw of 16. Okay. 19. So I would turn to him, and I'm trying to mock him. Instead, I'm going to say, I would give you the boot, but you're just too dang cute, (laughs) and nothing happens, so we can move on. All right, perfect. On its turn... Uh, the lair is going to, you see the, the blood from the blood bats sort of just melt back down to the ground and vanish and they pop back up again over here. Oof, that's on top of me and Omi and the blood hunter and Job. When they appear, they deal seven necrotic damage to everybody in that, in that circle. That is nasty. Job's going to die. Job's gonna die. Can I beat these bats? The whole the whole twenty foot radius from that center point is all filled with like bloody Okay, so it's not Yeah, it's it's not not a creature. Okay. Seven damage. Okay, so it's not just one bat, it's 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 just a swarm of bats. Okay. Yeah. I, I do believe that uh, killing Taz Jin is what we got to do instead of <laughs> killing the Blood Hunter. But this is the ad that I'm next to, and I can't really run that way. So I'm going to use. She is still same... stunned until the end of this turn. Yes. So I'm going to. How would I miss if she's stunned? I just rolled a 14. Well, you would roll with advantage if she's stunned. Yes! And I rolled a 10. So, okay. Didn't... That didn't work. Okay. Not yet. So, um, on my second hit... So, if she's stunned, she wouldn't get an attack of opportunity, right? Correct. Uh, I am going to use my movement, and I'm going to get right up next to Taz Jin. He okay. is 15 feet in the air. Oh, that... Okay. No, no you're not. fine. He's not anymore. I've got this... Uh, my drift Does globe. he take fall damage? Uh, so he's 15 feet in the air. The bright light is 20 feet. So as Butch walks into the area, he's still out of range, but he's going to fall. That's eh, more fun this way. Let's say he falls on this turn. So yeah, he would take a D6 from the fall. Yes. He would take three from the fall. And I'm going to thwack at him. I don't think we figured out the uh, AC of this guy. But I'm going to thwack at him with the blood, Battle Axe of Bloodlust. I rolled a 16. Uh, 16 hits. He already Six- used his reaction this turn, so he can't parry that. He just gets hit by it. Okay. 
and two-handed, that's 11 damage, okay? And then I'm going to use uh, my last Quaking Palm, which I really hope stuns this guy. And if it does stun this guy, I'm hoping the bats disappear. Roll a 14. Okay, so 14 is what he'd have to beat. I rolled a 14. Remind me, does he beat, does that beat it then? Is your is your is your DC for this 14? Yes. Yeah, then he beat it. He he beats it. Okay, I don't have any more quaking palms. I think if I stunned him that it would have helped. On the blood hunter's turn. She is going to just run straight toward Actually, let me look at the bat's effect. Does it happen? Let me see here. The swarm obscures the area. Any creature within the swarm, when it appears or that ends its turn there. Okay, great. Good reminder. She is going to run straight toward Butch, passing Job. It's going to take her about 20 feet to get there. Does Job have an opportunity attack? Yeah, if you guys would like to take an opportunity attack against the Bloodhunter as she moves out of his range, that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, I have to remember how to do all of this. And- do it, Job. Does a 16 hit? Just barely. Sweet. She's got on like a half plate armor and the tip of the spear just sneaks its way right through some of the plating and right there in the shoulder for how much? Eight piercing damage. Yeah, not bad. So take eight off of her. She runs into Butch's range, reaches out and tries to grab the drift globe and then would use the remainder of her movement speed to move away what would be the best angle I'm going to say toward the north toward Aryan Falkus the drift globe is just floating next to you right yes okay it follows me but I'd, I couldn't imagine it being yeah. that strong right really the only way for this to not work would be if you were to you're not holding it, though. It's not like it would be like a grapple check or anything like that. Do you think it's reasonable that you would have been able to try to get a hand on it as she runs in, grabs it, and runs out? By it's like a contest? I think it would have been reasonable for me to try, or at the very least, get an opportunity attack. Uh, I, I think there'd be, be something. I think it'd be reasonable for me to try, yeah. Okay. Um, As let's opposed get a, to um, stabbing. Go ahead and roll a um, a, regu- a normal strength check. Normally this would be with disadvantage, but because you're raging, it's with advantage, and now it's even again because of the exhaustion. I'm going to cutting words the blood uh, hunter's check. Okay. So I'm going to roll a d8, and I'm going to subtract it from it. So uh, 1d8. So subtract four from the blood hunters check. Okay, so I rolled a natural twenty and have a plus four on my strength as the blood hunter, so I rolled a twenty-four. Minus what did you say? Four, four is twenty. Butch, what was 21. your twenty-one? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so she runs in, grabs the drift globe, you turn around and go, no, and just yank and take it back and she turns to run as if she's got it and she goes crap I don't, ah, shoot and then she turns around and sees that you are still standing there with the thing next to you and her entire plan is bupkis 
Um, Falcus, you just watched as the Blood Hunter ran into the light range and tried to, but failed to get the light source away from, presumably away from the vampire that you guys are fighting. At this time, it's you standing all the way in the upper top corner where Ari is. And in your range, I think you can see, you can easily see both combatants. What do you want to do? All right. I think with seeing the two trolls looking a little worse for wear, uh, we can definitely see that we are making some dents into them. And so I think we're nearing the point where we need to ensure that when they die, they die. So I think at this point, I am going to use my action to apply flame bloom oil to my rapier, which means I need to roll a dexterity sleight of hand check to ensure I don't burn myself in the process. Yep. Go ahead and roll that with disadvantage because of your exhaustion levels. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. Does a critical failure mean I take the full damage? Yeah, so it's just 1d6. Okay. That works for me. Two damage on fire damage. We're going to take that. And I now have a rapier that is coated in flame bloom oil. And I am going to... I've got half movement, though, don't I? Uh, yes. I th- think I'm just going to... S- Actually, you know what? No, I will... Um, let's go 15 feet. So, 5, 10, 15. Get myself a little bit closer to Taz. Okay. Yeah, you start to take steps forward. It's clear that you're like... You're in a position now where you know, end of episode two of Daredevil where you're just like slogging your way through a hallway too tired to stand on your feet, but you're still somehow doing it. Making your way toward the bad guy. Do anything else on your turn? Nope, that's it. Sorry I took a little bit there, but it was more of a situation of we're at the key pivotal moment of a chess game and I need to like think ten moves ahead and it's getting complicated quick. Alright. On his turn... Tajjin the vampire is going to try his best to get the heck away from here. Oh, no. All right. This is good. This is what he does. He goes, <laughs> he realizes that um, this fight against Butch, this raging behemoth of a, of a, of a force of muscle and, and power is hitting him with this magic weapon. And he's like, that's not great. And he's starting to take some damage. He's been, he's been hit pretty good. Oh, actually he does. That's right. He, he does do a little bit of regenerating. Let me do that. And he's going to do a little bit more regenerating when he walks out of Butch's range. Um, Butch, did you take an opportunity attack when the Blood Hunter ran by? Yes. Okay, then he can safely walk out of your melee range. That was me dropping the... I can imagine myself with the, with that drift globe going boop, 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 you know, just like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, and, and, and grabbing it. And that was the opportunity attack. No, 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 no. You wouldn't have used your reaction to try to resist the her grabbing the thing. I don't the, think you didn't use an opportunity attack. Yeah, there wasn't an opportunity. You want to take an opportunity attack against Tajin as he as he walks away from you. You can do that. I will do that. Yeah, go for it. Okay, um, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen hits. Two handed. Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay. As he walks away from you, you can see that the wounds that he's been inflicted are starting to heal up. And you're like, no, that's not happening. And you just slice open whatever was just knitting itself back together again. Hmm. 
And he, and he he walks over to the blood hunter, turns to you and goes, you'd be making me hungry, man, and bites into the blood hunter. What? To try to get a little bit of extra healing. He doesn't have to roll any kind of like check to do this. He doesn't have to like grapple you to do this. This is a willing creature um, who, as far as you guys can tell, is 100% under this guy's command and and is, is willing to do whatever is necessary. And he is going to... Regains hit points equal to that amount. Okay, cool. He's going to do 17. All right, so he's going to heal an additional 17. And his ally just stands there and takes it. Um, So far, he's moved 10 feet. He's going to move an additional... This would put him at 15 feet, so that's a total of 25 feet. Um, And as soon as he gets outside of the range of Butch's Drift Globe, he's going to leap into the air, grab both of the like the ends of his cloak and fly the remainder of his what did I say he's done 25 so far so he's got 15 left he's going to do yeah he's going to do 15 feet straight up in the air in the air straight up in the air trying to get up off the ground a little bit that is going to be his turn Job what is he doing Job's going to get out of the bat blood swarm okay so I think we're going to put Job just by the blood hunter and we'll just take an attack with the blood hunter because he can't get out of the blood hunter's range without an attack of opportunity and can't get close enough to Tazjin so we'll just take care of Tazjin's little blood blank here so okay did you call him a blood blank I meant bank but yeah my little my little words kind of got oh, I did a 16 but for some reason I hit it twice does a 16 hit yes for five piercing damage Okay, Blood Hunter's looking pretty bad. Did Anything the Blood Hunter take damage when he mm-hmm. got okay? And that'll be Job's turn. Omi's also going to get out of the bat thing, and she has 25 movement speed. And I think she's going to attack Tajen with her sacred flame. Okay. So he needs to make a dexterity save, and I believe. That is 13. 13. Unbelievable. I have a huge dexterity saving throw on this character, and I only rolled an 11. Wow. Sweet. So, I don't think this has ever actually worked. How do I actually roll the damage for it? Because I just hit the spell, and it just did the description in here. Oh, 13 radiant. It just threw me off that they were both 13. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. That threw me Absolutely. off completely. 13 radiant damage for Tajjin. All right. Sacred flame comes flying in. It looks like when a priest, a wow priest casts holy fire and it looks almost like a cloudy yellow lightning bolt that just like slams like that. When it hits, when it hits Taj Jin, uh, man, there's something about, I don't know, man, his undead nature or maybe it's his vampirism or what, but it hits and it almost seems like it clings where, and then there's like this yellow holy fire like on his shoulders and on his arms ah, and he's patting it out he's really like terror like and he looks at omi like oh you're a huge threat he's got that kind of look in his eyes he suffers 13 damage the flames seem to like like i say cling to him they're sort of like in the wounds that he's sustained there's and they can like burning and patting them out uh does he do anything do you do anything else on omi's turn that's all Omi can do. So, maximum speed and a spell. I'm going to go ahead and cast Vicious Mockery on him. 
So I need him to make a wisdom saving throw of 16. All right. Uh, let's see what we got. I hope he's not wise. 12. Sweet. So I'm going to go ahead and turn to him and I'm going to say, ready or not, this battle you fought is about to come to an end. Don't worry. I'll send regards to your next of kin. And he is going to have disadvantage on his next attack roll, which is what I really wanted to have happen. And he's going to take five psychic damage. And I'm also going to move just a little bit, just to get a little bit out of his way. I'm just going to move a little bit closer to, to Falwin, or Falcus. Sorry, mixing up campaigns. A little bit closer to Falcus. All right. The top of the round, uh, the, yeah, the top of the round, the next layer action kicks in and didn't quite have, I was planning on, he uses his movement to get out and then uses his action to use more movement. And then I'm realizing as I'm executing on this plan that it's also an action to bite the blood hunter to get the health back. <laughs> so I'm going, oh, I'm, it's, I gotta do it. I'm already moving. I can't not do it. Uh, but I'm not nearly high enough off the ground yet to do what I originally wanted, which was to stay out of the range of the uh, drift, drift globe. globe. So what ends up happening next is another large swell of water comes rolling up from the southern end of the room and slams everybody. I'm going to need everybody in the room who's on the ground to roll a strength saving throw. He is happy. Like, at least I'm not on the ground. I'll say that much for my situation, but I'm not going to get where I wanted to be. Ari rolled a six. Job rolled a 17. 22. What's the um, DM inspiration again? It was a D8, right? The uh, Bardic inspiration, I think, is a D8, yes. And Omi rolled a two. Yeah, I'm going to take Falcus's five. All right. Okay, but Omi's up top, right? No, Omi's on the ground. She's just, she's at the base okay. of the stairs. Yeah, she's okay. in the northern section of the room, yeah. Is that a pillar there? Is she protected from that by that pillar? Um... One, let's say yes. Let's go ahead and do Omi's with advantage. What was Omi's advantage? Nine, so not much better. All right. So everybody who rolled lower than a 14. Okay. Which I think is going to be everybody except for Joe and and Butch. Hey, it worked out. I didn't get ruined by my own plan. Everybody who rolled lower than a 14 gets pushed by the wave 20 feet north or or until they hit the wall. I just start back where I was. (laughs) The blood hunter gets moved. Uh, Falcus gets moved. Job stays put. Tajjin stays put. Omi, I'm going to say because of the pillar and because the stairs are there, instead of moving a full 20 feet, she's only going to move like 10 feet back. She gets pushed up the stairway a little bit as the water starts to Oh, she's standing in front of the stairs. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking she was next to the wall. Like, like she's not going to go anywhere anyway. Like, yeah, no, okay. she's that's the stairway. Tajjin is above the wave and doesn't move. Job and Butch are able to plant their feet and muscle through it the way the little kid does at the beach who's trying to, like, you know, fight the waves. Sweet. Very thankful. Man, it it ended up working out okay because Butch didn't float the drift globe into my range, but I'm still... All he's got to do is move. It'll be just like last time, but it'll be fine. Uh, Butch, what do you want to do on your turn? I'm going to get up close to Taz Jin get this drift globe on him and I know there's running water through the room anyway like on the floor the running water right 
Oh, the little trenches? Yeah. Yeah, there's trenches on the floor, and there's water in them. Now, Tazjin was in the air, and remind me, what he's, he's stunned or something? Who is? What? What's this thing on ta- Tazjin? Uh, his, the snail? His next yeah. attack has disadvantage because of the vicious mockery. Okay. So, I am going to run up basically on Taz Jin. Oh, hey, Job, how's it going? And I would assume he would drop right to the floor. Yeah, he does. Um, okay. Being 15 feet in the air, uh, your bright light is 20 feet. The cloak immediately sort of, you pull the rug out from under him. He falls. He takes four bludgeoning damage from the fall, and he is on his feet right next to you. Okay. So I would like to grab this blood sucker and grapple him in right, right into the trench. All right. So you're, you're simultaneously trying to do a grapple and like a knock them prone. I'm going to say typically grappling a target replaces one of the attacks on your attack roll. So you would have another thing that you could do then. And then at that point, if you want to try to use, all right, let's call it this. Let's call it, We'll replace one of your attacks with a grapple, and if you can successfully grapple, we'll do the next attack will be trying to knock him prone, but you'll have advantage on that because of the grapple. Does that okay. sound like it's fair? That sounds fair. Uh, remind me the difference between, like, grapple and tackle. Like, well, tackle is not, uh, <laughs> this is not it an is action. It is not a tackle action. Yeah. What you would do if you're going to try to grapple somebody is you would roll athletics... And they would roll either athletics or acrobatics, whichever is their favorite, to try to either overpower your grapple or dodge out of the way of it. Mm-hmm. You are raging, but you are exhausted, so it will be a straight athletics roll for you. Okay. And he is going to do a... He does not have skill in either of those things, so he's going to do just a dexterity check flat to try to... I'm going to cut in words his. Okay. I'm going to cut in words his, so I'm going to roll a d8. Cutting words does affect saving or um, ability checks and everything, right? I'm pretty sure. Let me look. I had it read last time. I have to bring it back up here. It affects ability checks, damage rolls, attack rolls. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I'm cutting words his, so 1d8. It's only a 1. Darn. Okay. Okay. Sorry. What did you roll? I rolled a 20. I rolled a natural 20 for a total of a 24 minus one from Ari. So 23. You but natural go, 20s don't work with checks or saves. Yeah, but I still rolled higher you than st- you. You still rolled higher. You yeah. nerd. So you reach in because you're like, I'm done with this. I'm tired of this nonsense and try to grab him. And you're just a little too slow. That exhaustion's catching up with you a little bit. And he slips out of your grip and he's, you're not able to get, all, to get him. That is one of your attacks on your turn. So you can do another grapple. You can do a weapon attack. You can dance. I don't know. What, what do you want to do? This did not work out the way I wanted it to. What does grappling look like? Is, is that like hugging them or something? Um, That's what it, it looks like? It can look like a couple of different things. Mechanically, it means that their movement speed is zero. But otherwise, they're still able to attack. So it's not like you can 
grappling somebody doesn't imply that their arms are pinned to their sides or that they can't take actions of any kind. Like, it doesn't do that. It just keeps them still, essentially. But whatever flavor you want to sprinkle on that, do it. You're a cook. You know how to do that. Okay, so I'm trying to tackle this guy. Like, If I were to tackle him, um, I mean, I'm just saying tackle. But, like, I can't get him into a to a trench anyway. I'm just, I'm trying to um, make him kind of stay where he is. He can't float around. He can't get up on the, uh, on the ceiling. I'm just going to try it one more time. And I said, say steal. It's athletics. (laughs) I rolled, I rolled an eight. I rolled a seven. Oh, all right. So you reach in to grab him and he slithers on out of your way and you went, nope, I didn't say that. And then whoop, 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 full Nelson. Like, I don't know how you did it. Nobody knows how you did it. You just had five people watch you do it. None of them know how you did it, but it happened. He cannot move. Let's see how this works out. I I should have just chopped him in half, but uh, he is now on the ground. Also, he has disadvantage on his next attack. This is good. That's right. He does have to. You're right because of the thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. And that is the end of my turn. Thank you very much. Dungeon master. Seeing that this is happening. I think the blood hunter is going to respond to you really negatively for doing this and is going to move into range like this. And it's weird. She shouts things like, let him go and attacked you but you would expect that that would be associated with like this this like angry rageful visage and it's she's actually pretty blank faced like not you know it doesn't it's not matching up um she is going to do a weapon attack upon you uh would a 15 hit i don't think so right a 15 does not hit dungeon okay. master uh would a Natural one hit. Never. Okay. That would be a critical fail. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, uh, why don't you... That blood hunter better trip or fall or something. Yeah, maybe she will. She is going to attack you twice with the weapon that's still coated in that red crystalline icy feature. And then on her way, oh, actually, all right, yeah, she is going to let go with one hand, reach out, and right sort of in the center of your solar plexus, touch with her bloody fingertips right here in the middle of your chest. I need you to make a strength saving throw for me, please. Ooh, seven. Okay, you have been uh, subjected to the blood curse of binding. As a bonus action, you make a strength save. Uh, and if you fail it, you have your your speed is reduced to zero, and you're not able to take reactions for the duration of the re- like the rest of this round. So essentially, oh no, it says. Wait a minute, it says you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns, ending the effect on a success. Oh shoot, okay. So this so is it gonna... just stays that way until you until you shug it off. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Okay, so I can still attack. Yeah, for sure. I just, okay. Target's creature. The target must 
the blood from it, it can see with an indeterminate reduce its speed. I'm not trying to go anywhere. Right. And so I, I can't react if right. this blood blood hunter runs away, but Job sure can. Mm-hmm. She's gonna um attack you twice, see that that's not really going anywhere, and then just go and just lock you in place. Um, you feel you you know that as she walks away, this is your opportunity to attack against her, and you're just you're having a hard time with that arm. She gets out of your melee range. She's still in with Job a little bit, um, but she's too far from you for you to do anything to her. That's going to end her turn. On his turn, Tajjin is going to say, well, I don't mind if I do, and is going to just like you are, you're grappling him. He's going to try to grab you back so that you're both like grabbing each other. He is going to do the vampire unarmed strike thing where he tries to grab you if he hits. I very seriously doubt he would hit with an 11. He does not because he's got disadvantage, and so that's why. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, he he has disadvantage on his first attack. The 11 would have been the lower roll. Right. So that's, so that's the next attack. He is going to try one more time. This time he's going to, yeah, he's going to try one more time for the grab. Ooh. 26. Okay. You are grappled the same way that he, you are grappling each other. <laughs> You're like in this weird wrestling match where neither one of you can, can move. That was true anyway, because of the blood curse, but now he's got you in his hands and he, he can bite a grappled target. Um, but those are going to be both of his attacks on his turn. Falcus. You're up, dude. What do you want to do? So I'm going to move 15 feet. So it's 5, 10. We're going to get into this site here because I want to be in line of that blood hunter next. But I am right up next to Taz. Um, I also am right within Butch's sphere of his his rage range. So we're going to unload a couple attacks right here into Tazjin. I will take that advantage roll of a 22. I'm going to assume a 22 hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 11 piercing damage, and I have a friend within range. So five sneak attack on top of that 11 piercing damage. Oh, and additional damage, fire damage from the flame bloom oil. Yeah, I think it's two, right? It is an additional two fire damage. Okay. So that is attack one, but what we're also going to do since, yes, I can't. That's an arrow. Okay. Uh, here is attack number dose with my rapier. Uh, 21 is most likely going to hit. Yep. And that is going to be six piercing damage only because I've already and two fire damage and I've already gotten my sneak attack for the turn. That's all I got. Stab, stab, stab. All right. And you're all out of movement. Yeah. So you don't go anywhere. Uh, Job is up. What do you want to do? I think Job is just going to attack the blood hunter just so he doesn't have an opportunity attack against him. Um, so we'll just go ahead and stab everywhere. 22 hit. Yeah, sure. For seven piercing damage. Nice. Good and hit. that'll be Job's turn. Job's been, Job's got hot dice tonight, man. Tonight, this morning, whatever time it is. Uh, Ari, you're up. I'm just going to vicious mockery again against Tajjin just to see if we can get the... Disadvantage attack, so 16 wisdom saving throw. 14. Sweet, so I'm going to turn to him and I'm going to say, your worst nightmares have nothing on me. Once I'm done, you'll be begging to be freed. And we are going to do 
six psychic damage. All right. With disadvantage now on his next attack. He's really not looking great. Omi is going to just... take movement? Uh, nope. We're just going to stay against the corner since it seems to be where I come back to anyway. So okay. I'll just stay here. Omi is going to go ahead and do Sacred Flame on Taz Jin. So let's go ahead and get a dexterity saving throw. Oh awesome. my god. We are I'm gonna... not kidding. I rolled a nine. I have a plus seven on my deck save. Well, this we're is gonna bananas. do ten radiant damage, so Okay. He he knows what's coming, and he turns and he looks and he sees Omi doing the same spell casting gesture as what hit him with that holy damage before, and he is freaking out in Butch's hands, trying desperately to dodge out of the way. But Butch is holding him tight, man. Can't get him to move. Slams him with... Ha- what was it again? 10 radiant damage. Sla- utterly slams him with 10 radiant damage. He's got, like, a whisper left. You can see, like, his legs are starting to buckle. He's on fire of holy fire and it's like digging into the axe wounds and and stab wounds from the rapier and like flickering out in interesting fun colors that are not fire colors. He is having an awful, awful, awful day. All of the blood bats that are on the other side of the room melt and just splash down onto the ground and instead fly up out of the water trenches that you guys are all standing on hitting... Let's say, let's say right here. Oh, they're moving. They all pop up at the, as the layer takes its layer action, dealing damage to everybody who, I think it's, let's see, is uh, any creature when it appears suffers damage. Okay. So everybody in that red circle. So everybody. Except for Omi. Am I like gonna kill yourself no i'm resisting i'm I'm resisting the necrotic damage i'm I'm resistant to necrotic damage i'll get there i'll be fine lair action is gonna do what lair action is gonna do man uh oh that's a good hit uh everybody suffers 10 necrotic damage (gasps) except for omi except for omi it's a good thing that i'm resistant to necrotic damage because i'm gonna die i i yeah me the bad guy you know yeah this is a game where the dm is the bad guy that's not true listeners play with your players (laughs) <laughs> Butch, it is your turn. Okay. You got this guy grappled. You cannot take reactions, but you can attack. If I were to get my what's it out, I would be releasing him. <laughs> we don't want to do that, right? No, you can you can you can attack a, a grappled target. You can you can have him grappled with one hand and attack him with the other hand. Like that's so just that's, be one handed attacks is all. You can do it. I'm pretty sure you can do that. Let me double check. Well, my plan was to get him into the water, but he is so paper thin on we I, uh, listeners. We can see his health bar. It it would, I think, if I put him in the water, he would like melt. Okay, however, we've seen my rolls on on such things, and we know I roll pretty well with my uh, axe. So, in fact, that's the highest roll I've got. So the best chance I have of it actually hitting is to use the axe. 
Also, I got an idea. I bet that blood hunter becomes like, what? Huh? What? It comes out of it once this uh, Taz Jin is dead. I'm going to try to murder, death, kill this Taz Jin. Natural 20. Yeah, natural 20 hits. Natural 20 hits. He's got five hit points left, so let's see if you can roll higher than five. <laughs> One-handed, it looks like I rolled a 15. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so you strike him. A number of things happen at once. First of all, as he hits zero... He sort of just goes and just becomes a red mist. You slice through him and his body just goes and is just a cloud of particulate that just sort of hovers and starts to dissipate. At the same time, you hear behind you the loud sound of metal hitting stone. As you turn and look and see that the blood hunter who again like I say is armored you turn and look and you see that she is on her knees and the sword is down at her side it's still covered in that icy effect but she is breathing heavy and she's like kneeling as if she just fell and she's holding her head in one hand and she's she actually has affect now like she's her her, her face is saying things with its emotions and stuff mm-hmm. she's like, oh my god <sighs> Okay. What about the bats? The bats slowly start to just splash down sort of one at a time as they uh, slowly dissipate. Two vampire trolls down and one remains. What will become of the troll blood hunter? Is there any fight left in her? And if so, who will see the wrath of her blade? Also, what time is it even? Uh, do our heroes have enough left in the day to escape Zulgarub before the trolls return? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.